0: The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Asalaamu alaikum and welcome to the Book Club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imranah Mahmud and I have some two brilliant guests on today's show and we are talking about a very exciting project <clears throat> excuse me that is happening in Burry Park. Um, so, on the show today, we are joined by Finn Kennedy and Titi Lola Devudu. Um, and I'm really excited to, to be interviewing them today. So, just a very, very quick um, introduction to them. Uh, so, Finn Kennedy is an award winning playwright, producer, and director of Applied Stories, a digital production company making place based audio drama. Finn's play for theatre and radio are produced in the UK and internationally. He has a particular specialism in co-creating plays with young people and communities. Applied um, Stories designs site-specific audio drama experiences for museums, archives, schools, councils, and community groups. In the belief that stories can change the world, by changing how we view one another. Um, so that's a brilliant, brilliant introduction to um, Finn Kennedy. Um, we then are moving on to Titi Lola Derudu, who is a writer and theatre and arts producer, currently working with Clean Break and the Royal Shakespeare Company. She's also a trustee for Beyond Face and the National Student Drama Festival and chair of Theatre Centre. T.T. Lola consults for organisations in the arts and cultural sector, as well as the education sector, working with race equality networks and provides workshops and courses in leadership. Um, So thank you so much to both of you for joining me on the show today. I think what would be a really good place to start is the project that you are now currently working on, which is what we'll be talking about today, which is Museum of Stories. Um, So Finn, if I come over to you, good morning first of all. And thank you for joining us. And yeah, if you can just give our listeners a bit of um, background into the project.
1: Sure. Um, It's a pleasure, Imran. Thanks for having us on. Uh, So Museum of Stories is a new uh, community-led audio walk down Dunstable Road. Um, It will eventually be on a geolocated app with pins on a map, showing where audio stories can be found up and down the high street um, the stories are being sourced via an open call to communities in the area um, we have a phone line which people can ring uh, which is a 24 7 voicemail and they can describe their story um, it's uh, the number to call is 01582 250444 um Between the beginning and the end, there's a whole load of um, work that we're going to be doing with uh, a selection of people who call that number. We're going to invite them to a story workshop. Um, I'm being joined by um, two brilliant um, artistic collaborators, um, Titi Daldu, who's on the call today, um, and Shemiza Rashid. Um, And uh, we will be working with uh, the communities who ring up and offer their stories to polish them up into a really professional script, and then working with uh, those community voices to record those scripts and augment them with sound effects and uh, music um, and then we'll upload them to this app and have a public launch event in September um, we're going to be part of the Heritage Open Days week which uh, Luton Borough Council's Heritage Department runs every week in September uh, launching on the 7th um, and then the walk itself will remain online for um, a couple of months until the end of October um, we'll assess how it's all gone um, and then uh, we might try and fundraise to do more because the nice thing about a project like this is once you've built that digital infrastructure it's kind of there indefinitely, and you can add to it with more stories over time if you want.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that sounds amazing, and in terms of the potential and, and the legacy as well. And I'm really interested actually, because I guess this project, it's a museum of stories. Um, you're utilizing what I would say is a very traditional approach to collecting the stories, which is like you pick up the phone and you kind of leave, leave a voicemail. But at the same time, you know, you've spoken about the fact that. Um, there's a potential for it to develop into kind of a, a geolocation type of walk and I guess I'm interested where that idea has come from you know because there's, there's a fusion of different art forms and yeah I mean and and what could you describe a little bit of what that experience would potentially be like you know the the walk I think specifically
1: yeah sure so um I'm from a theatre background, I'm a playwright um, which is uh, extremely analogue um, but in the last couple of years um, I've uh, made a sidestep into digital production with applied stories. Alongside my theatre work actually I always wrote for radio, um, mostly Radio 4 and I always loved it and loved the creative possibilities of it because you can go anywhere in audio, you can go uh, down phone lines and pop up in other countries in and out of characters heads back in, back in time. Um, and uh, I've always been interested in uh, audio that's specifically designed to be experienced in a certain location. Um, There's been a whole um, revolution in the past 10-12 years going on about how people listen to audio with podcasting. Um, Everyone listens now through headphones and that is a much more one-to-one and intimate relationship with an audience as a storyteller and a dramatist. It's not sat in an auditorium with 200 people, it feels very personal Um, and I find that really artistically exciting. I think that's Um, a really emotionally powerful um, tool to have as a storyteller Um, and the reason for taking it out into the world is because in um, you know urban environments, in kind of high density areas of high density living, there's all these different lived experiences and histories and, and cultures and, and personalities rubbing up against each other. But there's very few uh, forums where we can actually engage with one another in a meaningful way, in kind of walk and you know uh, uh, encounter one another, um, or walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Stories and storytelling have always been a great way to do that. But if you add actual literal walking into it as well, um, then I think that takes it to another level. So what I'm interested in doing with a project like this is kind of mapping an area through its stories. So the idea of Museum of Stories is we're not building a bricks and mortar museum. The museum's actually already there. It's Dunstable Road. That's the gallery. Um, And the exhibits are going to be these audio stories, which then augment that walk down the road and um, give you an insight into the people, past and present, um, who've lived there um, and some of their imaginative worlds and lived experience. And I hope that taken together, it will offer a sort of slice of life, Um, maybe also um, looking into the history of the area, because we had a few historical stories come through in the pilot, which was really interesting. Um, There'll be about 12 of these little sort of three to five minute stories. um, And you don't have to do them all in one go. Um, There's no particular order to do them in. You could go and do a couple, have a cup of tea, go and do the rest, break for lunch, you can go off and come and do the rest another day. And so the idea is it's really there for um, anyone and everyone to experience um, and to get a sense of place through the, the, the tools that this new technology offers us, which is quite a simple idea really. Um, but as you say, I'm wanting to take um, a traditional art form out into the world um, and uh, give the audience uh, a slightly different experience really to how you normally experience stories.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, I absolutely love the concept, and I know, you know, people talk a lot about, for example, in theatre, the idea of breaking breaking the fourth wall, and yeah. kind of, and I, you know, it sounds so accessible, you know, to whichever communities and whatever kind of background to to really be able to come into that space, and you know, and I love what you said about the road itself, you know, being the the kind of um, the, the gallery, so to speak. So mm. that's amazing. Um, so Titi Lola coming um, to you. Could you explain a little bit on how, what is your kind of involvement with, um, the, the project, a little bit of your own kind of journey, um, to, to the work that you're doing currently? Yes, absolutely. Um good morning, Imrana. Um I am a writer. Well
2: I actually call myself a a, a storyteller because I think that's quite broad mm. and I like the, the concept of storytelling in different forms. And and Finn and I have worked together for actually quite a long time. Finn is actually going on nine years. We met in 2014. Um, and Finn was a guest lecturer at a university I was studying in and um, and we just kind of like, yeah, developed a relationship and co-created Hear Me Now Together, which is an audition monologue book, which I can go on to speak about. And um, literally Finn will ask me anything else. I so say, yeah, sure, because I'm really excited about the types of th- thin, um, things that Finn does and the, the different breadths of um, different types of storytelling I'm interested in um and um and I and what I love about Museum of Stories is the fact that just how much it connects with the community and how much storytelling is um yeah from them from other people and it just reminds me of how um how uh Hear Me Now was it was about it wasn't just me as a writer kind of like just stories it was collaboration and mm-hmm. I really really love that I'm, I'm such a big collaborator I love collaborating with people I love um yeah taking people on a journey they got you know they take me on a journey and that's what's really great about museum of stories and I'm excited by not actually knowing what the stories are going to be mm. I like that element of you know anything could happen anything could be told to us and I know when Finn did it before he had really great people um tell tell him stories about the area about themselves and yeah just completely unexpected
0: Yeah, I know. And I think that's really wonderful because especially what you said about you you kind of prefer to call yourself a, a storyteller because there's some, there's like so much weight in that, you know, not, not to say that saying a writer isn't as much, but definitely when we, when we think about kind of I think historically when we, we think about different communities and the way kind of um you know all the stories being passed down generation yeah. generation it's kind of like trying to you know carry that forward which I think is you know really uh important to, to almost keep alive especially I think in, you know nowadays in terms of like the age of social media etc um yeah. and you mentioned that you've written um an, an, an anthology which is um called Hear Me Now, which is basically um, a series of, of monologues. My first thing would be really, um, because I remember the first time I heard the word uh, monologue when I came into the arts and I was like, I actually don't quite understand, you know, what that is. And, um, and it was so, it was really powerful for me when, you know, I really kind of grasped what that concept is. So could we just start there and then you can talk a little bit about what the, um, what the anthology um, is and, and I guess how, how it can be used.
2: Yes, of course. Yeah. So um so a monologue is like a long speech, really, um, you know, with, by an actor or performer in a in a play or a production or a film, even. Um, and it's just like a, a theatrical element and a different way to tell a story or part of that story. And and what um with Hear Me Now is um it was it started really when I used to write audition monologues for um actor friends, um auditioning for like drama schools, and, and they were um, Black, South Asian, East Asian actors who were like, I can't actually find really great audition monologues um, that really speak to me. And so that was like many years ago. And fast forward, um, I think it was around 2016, um, and Finn, where Finn Kennedy used to work, we had the same idea around um, what, what, what would it look like if we brought new monologues into the canon of what's already out there, like completely bespoke. And we um, spoke to some actors and writers. and It was actually writers write monologues and we write monologues for, um, for, you know, for actors. There's a lot of monologues that actors use in auditions are taken from existing plays. But it was like, but what would it be like to create new ones? But we hear from the actors, what would the actor like to um, perform? And um, so we um, ran a series of workshops actually and where the writers... um, literally asked the actors, you know, what, what type of characters they would like to play. The The writers went away and wrote like three minute audition speeches. And we did a pilot to an audience just to get, you know, a feel and a, a sense of if this was anything really. And that was quite successful. And then, in you know, I did a funding bid, created this book with Tamasha and some really incredible actors and writers. So that was the first book and that was published in 2018. And then we did a se- second book that was published last year. So there's two volumes now of these monologues. So the first book has 87 monologues, all brand new bespoke, Uh and the second book has 100. So it's just really exciting um, to have that, yeah, that type of um, um, resource out there for for actors that never really
0: saw themselves. Mm. Yeah, and that's wonderful. I mean, I had no idea that, that there were so many. That's fantastic. Yeah, you can, and yeah. you know, thank thank you, I guess, for, for putting the work in and, and, and to everyone that you worked with to, to kind of make it happen. And, you know, um, thank you for obviously yeah, mentioning um Tamasha as well and obviously Finn, you know, the, the work that you've done there. Um so then coming back to the uh, project itself in terms of museum of stories. Now the I've seen the um kind of the uh pr- promo poster. I'm sorry, I don't know what. The what to maybe call it, the graphic, and I absolutely love it. Um, so obviously, you've got what <clears throat> many, many people who maybe go to Dunstable Road or go to Barry Park will know about Nadine Plaza, um, <clears throat> and it being quite an iconic, I think, kind of um, uh, image on the, the poster. Um, you've then got like the QR code, you've obviously got um, the phone number, Finn, which you mentioned earlier. Um, so it says call the Museum of Stories Hotline now on 01582 250 and then triple um, four. Um, so could you talk a little bit maybe about the graphic itself and how that came to being? And then is the phone already, already active? So when once, you know, the, the listeners, um, can they literally call in and what can they expect, you know, in terms of that phone call? So that question for you, Finn.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, with, for the image, we found a brilliant um, Luton based designer called Ed Smith, um, who's a Berry Park local who popped out and took that shot uh, early one morning. When, so there's less traffic on the road. Um, and then he uh, does his uh, amazing graphic design thing with it, where he makes it all look almost like a movie poster. Um, it's um, It's not exactly sepia, it's coloured, but he's he's kind of played around with the colours and the the lines. um, And it looks like um, it's a bit sort of more timeless or classic. Um, And uh, I really loved his style. Um, It was really just celebrating... The, the town that you saw around him, Luton as it looks, you know. Um, and uh, I approached him about designing our poster. He loved the idea of it. Um, it's his um, local stomping ground and he even grew up there. Um, so he had a great time designing that um, for us and we're really pleased with it. Um, yes, the phone number is open as of now. It's actually staying open until the end of April. Mm. So people have got a bit of time to think about what they might um, call up about. Um, I'd encourage anyone who's thinking of doing so to go to museumofstories.co.uk there's all the information about the project there including some um, sound files from the pilot uh, we, a year ago um, we've uh, partnered with and we're still partnering with revolution Arts a local company um, who got this off the ground a year ago with a small seed commission to test the idea out mm-hmm. um, and so there's a few uh, pieces of audio which we made uh, which are on the website there so people can have a listen including actually a montage of voicemails to the original um, phone line a year ago um, so you can hear uh, a snapshot of The kinds of things people were were ringing up about—it was amazing, really. I was astonished by the range of material that we got and how detailed it was, and how good quality. I felt really lucky. We had everything from. Um, a local historian telling us about how when Berry Park was founded by the Marquis of Butte selling off his lands in the 18th century, um, we had a a World War II story, um, a V2 rocket dropped on Berry Park post office um, in 1944. Um, We had uh, stories from the community tensions in the 80s, a former Asian youth activist who mobilised to protect the mosque from National Front marches. we had a retired businesswoman calling and telling us about berry park in the 60s when um it was posh uh, and she got her first set of glasses aged seven at alders opticians which is still their historic local business um we had an ex-soldier and former luton fc fan um, who had a bit of a checkered past um, but who completely changed his views about um, Islam and Muslims after spending time in the army abroad um, and now does anti radicalization work with young white lads at risk of far-right radicalisation. Um, And we had a ghost story. My favourite one, actually, was a ghost story from Alders Opticians itself. They've got um, a little girl that they see around Christmas time, and all the staff have got stories about her. Um, And this was just from a pilot. So I'm so excited to see now that we've got the the full funding to make the actual walk, um, what else we get through keeping the phone line open for longer. People can call up with anything they want, really. There's no brief. I mean, there is a bit of small print on the website about what we might do with the material. So I'd encourage people to read that. Um, But basically, uh, we can walk work with um, people to polish their stories up. It doesn't need to be um, uh, completely polished and finished. And I'm really pleased to say we can accept stories in languages other than English as well. We've got translation services in the budget. Um, so we're hoping for uh, a really interesting range um, this time around.
0: Yeah. And that's really crucial. And obviously, thank you for mentioning that. I mean, even in on the graphic itself, I can see that you've got kind of, um, you know, for, I think there's Urdu and there's, is, it, am I right? Yes. Is it, it might be Polish and is that yep,
1: Polish? Bengali, yes. yeah. yeah
0: fantastic yeah and it's again you know I think it's about um when we talk about the arts and we talk about um you know and Titi Lola kind of mentioned this when you don't see yourself represented and you know Mm -hmm. automatically sometimes it it kind of feels that there's a barrier there um so actually you know maybe that could be um the next question uh, for you Titi Lola because obviously you mentioned you know you've written um the the monologues for, for Hear Me Now and the idea is for it to be accessible for for I guess you could say creatives or people from you know the global majority. Um, do you think? Um, I guess there's two parts to this question: that the change that is needed in terms of representation is that you know um, happening at a pace. Do you think it is is good? Mm. Do you think it needs more improvement? And how do you think the museum's stories specifically will be able to kind of um, uh, be kind of a catalyst for that? Mm.
2: Yeah, I do. You know what? I feel like there's a shift. I know there's a shift in myself and how as a storyteller and a, and a practitioner is that for a long time, we've been trying to, you know, say we want to be in the room at the table, you know, and it's like it's almost like convincing people why we should be there. And I have kind of like, um, you know, I don't want to kind of think that way anymore. And it's like, you know what? We're going to celebrate ourselves despite the industry sometimes still having to catch up you know and it's like um and what how i see museum of stories is that you know what this is also seen as a celebration of of new stories coming to light and i really hope that it, there will be a lot lot of diverse type of stories that are come out mm-hmm. um and i think the very fact that you know myself as a black woman that's involved um and I mean that will hopefully when you know when people see that that it was like yeah they see me they okay this is something that I can be a part of because I see somebody represented in this project Mm -hmm. um and I do think there's a shift I think sometimes it's slow and and people aren't used to change and people don't love change but when you take people on the journey when you say you know what, come with me <laughs> mm. um rather than as I said trying to convince people all the time like I don't think I don't like that approach I I'm not going to convince somebody why I should you know tell my stories or I should you know whatever I'm going to tell my stories I want to encourage other people to tell their stories and that's what will make a change and people that that are that still see our type of work um or you know risky or whatever so for me it's like we have stories for days you know I that's why I call myself a storyteller because it's actually if I think about how my ancestors told stories orally you know and it was passed on it was passed on it it wasn't actually written down Mm -hmm. and I just think that um there are so many different ways to tell stories so many people so many ways to 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 show those stories and tell them and And celebrate them and and for me that's what it's all about it's about we're going to do this anyway we're going to tell our stories anyway I encourage all the community to get involved so many different people because when we have such a diverse range of voices it just makes for a better community it makes for a better project it makes for a better you know experience for our audience so yeah for me there's a change absolutely and as I said personally for myself it's it's really it's it's a more it's a positive way of kind of like saying hello i should be here hello you know it's yeah, just yeah. like yeah i'm gonna keep on telling my stories if you want to
0: listen great if you don't hey it's not for you yeah yeah no and, and i think that approach is it makes so much sense and um and actually i think this might be really, really um brilliant time to play because i do think that we do have um a bit of a teaser so um i think we'll just play that in a moment it's a very short teaser
1: here we are Jet black frame. Minus five in both eyes.
0: Thick
2: lenses.
1: Mmm, it's a strong prescription.
2: Can I put them on? Of Course you can. Carefully. (gasps) I can see. Mum, I can see. Oh my Lord. How do I look? So grown up. Check the mirror. Are the frames too thick?
0: You look like a beautiful young woman. So that was, um, the amazing, um, teaser for Museum of Stories, Bury Park. Um, so I think coming back to you in terms of um, the, the project as a whole, um, you mentioned, obviously, we, we know that there's obviously a phone number that people are going to call to share their stories. Um, my question really is, why, why Bury Park? I mean, I might have mentioned or asked you the same thing um, kind of uh, the last time I interviewed you about the project. But yeah, I guess I'm, I'm just really interested to know what is it about, you know, because we've talked about kind of um, place and the importance of that. And even within the art, there is that kind of focus at the moment about place-based work um, so yeah just just out of curiosity
1: Yeah, well, lots of reasons, really. Um, I've been coming to Luton for many years because in my previous job running a touring theatre company, we used to tour shows into the Hat Factory. So I got to know Luton a little bit that way. I live fairly nearby, actually, in St Albans as well. Um, And through that work, uh, I got to know Shamiza Rashid, um, who I'm working with on this. Um, In fact, uh, I supported, or Tanasha supported her um, in a show at the Hat Factory, um, Mother Monologues, uh, Mm -hmm. Resisting Austerity. and we really hit it off, and, and just like with TT, you know when you found a great collaborator and we just always wanted to work together. Um, and over sort of several years of conversations, um, with this this idea kind of emerged because uh, I did a, an audio walking tour of um, Brick Lane in East London um, as one of the last things I did in my previous job. And um, Shemiza and some other Luton collaborators um, came to experience it. And I was really interested in doing something similar in Luton. Um, we got in touch with the Revoluton Arts, who are um, one of the main um, arts organisations in town, who have a particular focus on Berry Park. Um, and they got me over and um, gave me a walking tour, uh, showed me around. Um, and I, I knew the centre of Luton, but not Berry Park so much. And I was amazed, really, um, by all sorts of things. I suppose. What a thriving, bustling community it is! Um, I was—I uh, loved how much is compacted into a small area. It's perfect for a walking tour because it's so busy. There's so many shops and homes and people. Um, you've got the football ground right there in this. In this, I know it's moving, but in historically, this this ground where to go into it you even have to walk through terraced houses like it's literally built into the the lived environment um i find that really interesting you've got the mosque there which in the 80s was the biggest new built mosque in europe um and the main thing that struck me actually about dunstable road in particular and berry park road is there's no chain stores it's a, it's really rare to have that these days on a british high street um it's all independent businesses um and that just seemed like worth celebrating um but also uh, a nice way to be able to reach out to people because it's quite hard to reach out to managers of chain stores who just refer you to head office mm. but if you can literally walk down and, and speak to the manager right there who's also the owner um i mean that's what happened with orders the opticians i popped in to tell them what we were up to um and he would dr is called the new owner he, he was so excited and so welcoming he sort of sees himself as like a custodian of that business he took mm. me into his back room he's got like pictures up historically of orders through the ages loads of old ophthalmic equipment it's almost like a museum um and I don't think you get that on um and on, on many high streets really um yeah. so all of that just seemed like a really exciting place to make work and it's just super diversity of course which is always exciting in our, in the arts
0: yeah, and I really like what you said about the fact that it's kind of a celebration. And I think, yeah, sometimes we don't always get, get to do that. So that's a really wonderful way of, of putting it. Um, so we are approaching um, at the end of the first half of the show. Um, and um, you can grab yourselves maybe a tea and, and, and a couple of biscuits. And we will be back in a few moments. as alaikum.
2: Asalam as alaykum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Book Club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana Mahmoud. and on today's show we are talking about the Museum of Stories, um, Burry Park, and we are speaking to two wonderful guests. We have Finn Kennedy, who is an award-winning playwright, producer and director of Applied Stories, and we are also speaking with Titi Lola Doudou, who is a writer and theatre and arts producer. Um, and in the first half of the show, we were talking a little bit about what Museum of Stories is about. Um, the fact that you, there is an invitation to the community to, f- um, phone up leave a story. Any, it could be anything that you want, anything which you find interesting or that you really, really want to kind of share, um, with the world and, and kind of really, um, I think the way Finn put it was really lovely, that we're really celebrating people's stories and um, doing it in a way which is through creativity um, um, and through the arts. Um, now, on um, the, in this second half of the show, what I wanted to do was go into a little bit more, Is um, about the process of what this um, project um, involves. So coming um, back to you Finn, um, so obviously we explained that people are gonna be phoning this number, they're gonna be leaving a voicemail, Um, And then what is this actual recording process going to be for for these stories then?
1: Yeah, so um, Titi and me and Shemaizo will be going through the messages we receive um, and reaching out to a selection of them um, and inviting them to come along to a two hour uh, story workshop, which will be run by um, the three of us. Uh, which will um, essentially be a kind of introduction to the building blocks of storytelling, so beginning, middle, end, um, how to make it work for a single voice, because that's um, probably the form that we're gonna be relying on, a bit like the monologues that um, Titi spoke about earlier. And in that workshop, by the end of that workshop, we will have paired up each community contributor with one of the writers um, and uh, we'll take about three each. Um, And then that that relationship will continue for a few more weeks, one to one, probably over Zoom um, for each writer to work up uh, in collaboration with the contributor their script. We're quite open to how the scripts get written. If people just want to kind of talk to their writer about their material and then the writer goes away and drafts something and, and brings it back for approval, we can do that. Or if um, people want to take more of an active role, they could co-write it with their writer um, or even lead on writing it themselves and then get some notes from their writer um, on how to how to polish it up. So we can really cater for um, however people want to go about it. But the idea is that the, the, the contributor will remain attached to that story. Um, we won't be bringing in actors at any point to play them. The, uh, we'd like these contributors to actually perform their story, um, which will record professionally in a recording studio locally. Uh, we'll have a professional director in the room to support them with delivering the best performances that they can. Um, and then uh, I'll, take, I'll I'll be the sound editor, so I'll take it all away um, and mix them together with some sound effects and music. We might be able to bring some little scenes to life with more than one voice if there's little cameo parts because we'll have um, about 12 different community voices recording together so they might be able to appear in one another's. Um, But mostly what we're looking for is quite short, sweet, punchy, impactful kind of three to five minute single voice stories which surprise, delight, uh, entertain us um, and perhaps tell us something new about the place that we thought we knew. Um, So it's very much a co-creation project um, and for me artistically, I'm really interested in accents and dialect and how much that locates you in a place. So using real people's accents, this is why I don't use actors so much, um, is really part of the sort of fabric and, and beauty of the, the artistic piece really. Um, that sense that you can um, become immersed in during the, for the duration of the walk in, in the voices that um, inhabit that area um, is the idea. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I hope it will be a really, uh, you know, enjoyable, creative experience. Um, We've even got a little bit of money in the budget to uh, pay people for their time to record with us. I believe in um, acknowledging uh, people's uh, time and contributions and creativity in that way. Mm -hmm. Because on projects like this, we're really we're all artists. That's how I Mm -hmm. see it. It's not the the core artistic team kind of taking material away and doing their thing. It's very much about we couldn't do it without you guys and and vice versa. Um, And I hope that... um, Yeah, that will be, we'll produce something together that everyone can take real ownership of um, and feel really proud of. um, And ideally, invite all their friends to because um, there'll be the chance to do that for a good couple of months while it's online.
0: Yes, exactly, and, and and I, you know, you've mentioned kind of co creation, and I think that importance of co ownership as well. Mm. Um, I guess my my one question that comes to mind is, you know, I think it's lovely what you said about you know everyone kind of being an artist, especially you know, when it when it will come to to working together on this project. But if what if there's someone, you know, listening now who thinks, oh yeah, I you know I have a story I really like to tell, but all oh, but. I'm not an artist or so I, I don't really know how to write or uh, write no. scripts, for example, like what, what kinds of nudge would you give them to to kind of get involved?
1: Yeah. So um, I guess if you're, if you've got you know you've got good material but it's about you know how do you express it or write it up that don't worry about that too much um we can work with um the raw building blocks of uh the events of a story um i mean as long as it's you know got something that 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 makes it stand out um to us that is surprising or or you know um you know poignant or um whatever it might be um i would encourage people to, to to kind of think a bit about um what they want to say before they ring up because um Mm. what's less helpful to us is if people ring up and go oh yeah i've got loads of stories give me a ring (laughs) um which sometimes (laughs) happens and it's like okay well i've got loads of these messages i don't know how how to who to ring and what they've got for me um so think about the the where the story starts um your kind of role in it as well because you will, will probably be a character in this story even if it's just the narrator um and uh beginning middle and end it's really i mean it's it's we all we all know how to tell a story because we're all kind of raised on them from childhood yeah. um but i think the key thing's really are about how it affected you how did it uh impact you what happened the change uh in you or something that you realized maybe it was a moment in your life where you had a, a realization, or a coming-of-age moment, or um, you became independent for the first time, or this is audiences are really interested in um, empathy. And if I was in your position, how would I feel? So have a think about the the, the feelings and effects that the story had on you. Um, We do have a family-friendly content policy. Um, This is going to be accessible by anyone, so um, we want to make it kind of 10-plus, really. Um, So uh, we can... um, I'm open to working with kind of grittier material if necessary, but we're keen to keep it celebratory and that there's a sense of overcoming adversity if adversity does feature you know and mm-hmm. um, because one of the things we want to do with a project like this is is just sort of slightly push back against the the the, the general perception of Luton in the in the press mm-hmm. which you know isn't always um positive mm-hmm. um and actually to kind of go do you know what there's there's all this this beauty and truth here as as well as all all you know the rest of the difficulties of life um so going on the museum of page will give them a sense of. Um uh the project and you can listen to some of the the previous stories um but don't worry too much if you if you if you can't if you don't feel like a writer or an artist that's the this is a partnered project so we can you can if you want you can tell your story to a writer and and we can go away and and write it for you and then kind of be your writer if you know what i mean and come back with drafts and you can give us notes um on how you'd like to change it so um all of that can be accommodated Yeah. yeah
0: Yeah, no, thank you for the insight, and and yeah, I think it's such a wonderful opportunity, really. And I mean, I'd say from maybe my own perspective, somebody who as somebody who came into the arts quite late. I mean, I remember how apprehensive, you know, I used to feel that you know, I'm in mm. I'm in a space. I'm, I'm I kind of don't have maybe you could say like formal qualifications, and it, it can be quite. um, a little bit daunting, but actually, mm. you know, the fact that as part of Museum of Stories, um, the fact that you have Titi Lola, the fact that you've got Shamiza, you know, obviously yourself, it's, you're working together as a team. And I think once you have that support and, you know, you've got that infrastructure, it kind of really helps. And you can kind of... Um, and you feel much more comfortable in your own skin and, and be able to yeah. share, I think is really Yeah.
1: Important. And with one another, we wanna we want the contributors to meet each other and hear each other's stories. That's one of the things that will happen mm. in the first workshop. So that there's a sense of being part of the whole. Um and how those different um stories hang together, because we want to choose twelve that are, are really different and distinct from one another, that are, you know, representative, um, and that t- taken together really feel like they, they're a community of stories, you know, mm. that they somehow capture that that bustling community that that, that created them
0: yes exactly so yeah because it's going to be a, an entity in itself which is really lovely and it kind of reminds me actually what titi lola was saying about the fact that um it's not just you taking maybe the contributors on a journey it's a journey for yourselves as well because obviously that's what happens when you kind of exchange you exchange stories and you exchange experiences Definitely. with you make it, it makes yeah. it look kind of beautiful and um, this might be actually a really good moment to play i know there is a montage um, which um, has been created from uh, kind of building from the last project. So I think um, it'll be really a wonderful treat for our listeners um, to hear. So we are just going to play that. Thank you for calling
2: Museum of Stories. Barry Park Luton, please leave your story after the tone. My story
1: is about the events that took place outside the newly-built mosque on Westbourne Road on the 11th of July, 1981. This is um, my kind of story. I grew up in Luton. Um, in my year, the school I went to, um, there was only three white kids in our year, um, and it was predominantly Muslim in our year, is my story.
2: May is my grandmother. She wasn't sure about leaving Bury Park Post Office unattended. She'd received a call from Denby School. One of her daughters has taken ill.
0: This was a time in Luton and Bay Park, the 50s to the 70s, where, as young people, you wouldn't be seen dead eating in the streets.
2: I just would like to share a story today about an aspect
1: of Bury Park's history. The rumours were that skinheads, racist skinheads from the National Front and British Movement were going to come in and attack the shops and attack the mosque. My story is about how a um, a white kid from Luton grew up um, with racial tension, um, followed influence of others.
2: At 9.50 a.m. on Monday, November 6, 1944, a single V-2 rocket detonated in the Coma Car factory canteen in the space between Curzon Road and Biscuit Road, killing 19 people, injuring 196 and damaging 1,524 houses. Alders is there. Alders is the first optician who
0: gave me my first pair of glasses, and I've got a photo of me in those glasses at a 7. And Alders is still there now. In the late 60s,
2: a Jewish butcher had actually saved his father from a racist attack in Bury Park. He grabbed him by the neck and hid him under his tail for two hours until the skinheads had left Barry Park. How young people galvanized themselves to defend their community, um,
1: the characters involved, what they did on that night, um, and um, what the aftermath uh, was. Now I work with mosques that understanding cultures and building those bridges is important within society um, and how you change perceptions by understanding and education. Museum of Stories.
0: Museum of Stories
1: Museum of Stories.
0: Museum of stories. stories.co.uk. So that was the wonderful uh, montage of Museum of Stories um, Bury Park to give our listeners a bit of a taste of what the project is about, which is really, really excellent. I'm so glad um, we were able to to, to hear that. Um, I'm going to come up with actually just bouncing off something that, that Finn said um, just before we played that. So, Titi Low, there's a question to you. Might be putting you on the spot a little bit. But, um, you know, Finn mentioned the fact that Luton generally does get quite um, bad press. You know, it's just constant um kind of sensationalism in terms of the media and, and the way the town's portrayed I mean I know you might not have had a chance yet maybe to work um in Luton too much but what is it that maybe your own perceptions of the town and, and how do you think that um a project like this can, can kind of kind help help that obviously within the Luton context but you know in any it could be in any place really you know what is that for me Oh I'm, I'm going to go to t- um TT first yeah go for t- it. yeah t- please
1: um
2: you know what things like that I I don't really listen out for I'm I'm from um before I actually based in Coventry now and Coventry has its own reputation and people say what they like about coventry um i'm from south london in in, in croydon and again the same types of thing so for if if fluton has had a bad rap i i think that makes even more for great stories to come out of it to be honest Mm -hmm. and a chance for people to really um and for us to actually give a platform to people to actually humans people because when we hear um about reputations of a place or whatever, we forget that, you know, they're, they're human beings, right? So for me, this will be a perfect opportunity to, to speak to people, hear their stories and really shine a, a really um, um positive light on, on Luton actually. Um, and, and really hear the stories of, of the people that make up that place rather than just what people think that they may know. So I let's bring it on. I'm yeah. I'm like, you know, let's speak yeah. to the community. Let's really get to the heart of, of this wonderful place
0: yeah no no I love that and I think it's yeah it's a perfect answer so so, so thank you for that um and I guess I think just kind of going on you know with some of the conversations we've already had when we're talking about um the the arts and the fact that the, the the project itself is called Museum of Stories um I mean there's a part of me that thinks okay you know the word museum there's certain connotations when it comes to that I think Finn's kind of really wonderfully described actually why this is a little bit different but um, Titi Lola maybe from your perspective though how um, you know the fact that it's a museum of stories I mean could have been maybe something different or you know so so what is your kind of perspective about that and and um, what yeah and again the, yeah. the reason you wanted to be kind of involved.
2: Yeah I think 100% the word museum could could be a barrier absolutely possibly but i think the way i see it is is like a um a treasure trove like anytime i've gone to a museum Mm -hmm. and especially when i take different types of community and young people to museums and say like yes this actual building maybe you know feels like it's not for you but once you step inside it's a treasure trove but also Mm -hmm. we can look at another way that it doesn't have to kind of feel like it's a place Um, a museum could be anywhere it could be um a park you know it could you could wherever you wander around in your town or city you know it's it's a collection you know museums it houses collections of things and these are collections of stories and if we kind of like maybe reimagine what a museum could be um Mm -hmm. hopefully that will i mean it, it doesn't have to be what we traditionally think it is and i and um and i you know from what i said earlier around um kind of like representation it's like if you know, I kind of thought like what's really great about um, like the work that Finn does and, and why I'm involved and in all the work that I do, actually, it is really reimagining the, what we think is the mainstream. It's really reimagining storytelling, reimagining theatre. Theatre is not a place that you go to. It's, it's something that you experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping that people get that from museum Stories in this project as well.
0: Yeah, and I think you've summed that up in a, such a um, brilliant way, the idea of your reimagining, um, I guess, redefining to, to some extent as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully that'll give a, a bit of an idea. And, yeah, and if it is a potential barrier, I mean, it probably isn't, but I think it was just maybe from more from my perspective, I was thinking that, you know, it's, and again, you know, I think even when we're working within the arts or any sort of, sort of projects, it's really good to kind of, uh, I guess have that introspection and to interrogate and and just you know constantly renew the intention. I think is is really important. And, Finn, how about yourself? Did you want to add anything to to that question?
1: Um, um. Oh, Titi describes it all so brilliantly, um, so not really, but I suppose it's, we don't have the bricks and mortar of a real museum, which is often a, like a physical barrier stepping into those intimidating buildings. Mm. Um, it's a virtual museum, of course. Um, but what we do have in common with museums is that the stuff in there has been chosen, it's been curated, you know, and it's been displayed because it's, you know, it's, it's worth looking at and thinking about in some way. Um, so I hope that we'll, with this project, remove some of the, the physical barriers, but keep that sense of um, the, a, a special collection um, that is, you're able to kind of engage with, to think about, to feel, um, and ideally to see that space anew, because where I think we do part company with traditional museums is that we're interested in pe- making people think and feel differently about the space that they're in um exhibits in the british museum or whatever aren't really designed to do that but ours ours really is it's about look at this place around you feel more connected to it um feel like you've uh, had a, a, an experience from someone else's perspective so creating empathy um and understanding um is is really at the heart of our museum um and i hope that will yeah that will come through
0: Mm. yes definitely and and you mentioned earlier on the obviously you're collecting these stories you, you've then have a workshop and you know uh, contributors will get support to to kind of make it into script and in an actual um almost uh, i guess a I was going to say performance piece but obviously it's all audio um so then what what will the next step like in terms of timing like where, when is this all happening when um will the like different communities be able to um really engage and, and then come together and you know, celebrate those stories, you know, as a, as a collective. Yeah. So, yeah, just a little bit with the, with the timeline, I guess.
1: Good question. So the phone line is open until the end of April um, and then we'll start uh, the workshop process in May um, and the script development process, which will run throughout May and June. Um, and then at the start of July, we'll record over two days. Uh, And then we'll do the editing um, and sound design over July. And then August, I'll be uh, uploading and testing out the app. Um, We might be working with some students from Beds Uni to help test it for us. Um, And that's all with a view to the the main public launch, which will be from the 7th of September as part of Heritage Open Days Week, uh, run by the Council's um, Heritage Department. Uh, And then the walk itself will remain online and free for anybody to do for the whole of september and october mm-hmm. um and then we'll probably retire it over the winter just because you have to pay mm-hmm. to keep it online and, and with the weather changing it's you know n- mm-hmm. not so ideal but we could so it'll probably be seasonal when, when, when spring comes next year we, we'll put it back online and maybe if we've we've had a positive response and can raise more money maybe even add a new a new selection of stories to it
0: Mm. so actually that yeah that kind of um takes me to my next question what what is the potential then of the, of this project is the hope that um you could develop this across the town i mean i know you mentioned um i think you've already done one um did you say brick lane um
1: yeah it was a slightly different project but it was an audio walk so yeah okay. um I mean, I love an audio walk um, and uh, I think you can literally do them anywhere. Um, I mean, with this particular one, you do need a suitable high street um, or at least busy street. It would be harder to do it on a, I mean, not impossible, but on a residential street. But I think the amount of different types of, because you've got businesses and, and homes and places of worship and um, community centres all within a really small distance um, of each other in Berry Park. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it will be um, uh, uh, something that you can you can kind of uh, have a legacy in that it will sort of stay there for people to experience the area um, through it mm-hmm. um, and then I hope we will get asked to do it elsewhere. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll attract audiences to Berry Park to, to experience to, to, to do the walk. Um, and uh, maybe even commissioners from another area. It's an obvious, got an obvious appeal to like local councils, for example. Um, we've had support from Luton Council's Heritage Department on this. Mm. Um, I think not least because um, well, partly it's fun and imaginative mm. um, and a nice thing for everybody to get involved with, but also um, it can encourage footfall uh, to those commercial districts and we want to pin each of our stories to a different location in Berry Park. Um, and uh, encourage people to go into try and try and order a cup of tea or something to eat and sit and listen to their story and then kind of move on so that it really becomes about interacting with the area as well and, and supporting the businesses that are there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and like you said uh, earlier, there's so many, you know, different numerous kind of businesses, places to eat, places shop, places to yeah. buy fruit and veg. And yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely a go-to for, for so many people. And, and I think that's what's so wonderful about Museum of Stories, that it's almost um, working with something that already exists, but transforming it. And in terms of perspective, like, you know, um, each shop is a potential, um, you know, arts venue and each, um, mm-hmm. you know, b- shop owner is you know suddenly is a curator or you know there's such a wonderful way I think that of of working in terms of you know the project which is you know absolutely fantastic um so we are kind of nearing the the end of the um show um is there anything that you'd like to just finish with like again maybe um someone's still umming and eyeing or maybe um someone's yeah just really keen to 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 get involved um so just maybe a last couple of um uh,
1: yeah kind of words from, from yeah. the place. so um museumstories.co.uk um have a read have a listen um and uh and then the phone number yeah it's uh, 01582 uh, 250 444 um, landline uh, charges uh, normal, you know, um, should be free through your mobile minutes. Um, and, yeah, take it away. I mean, try, you know, don't be shy, I guess. Um, we're a friendly team. We're here to support and help the community tell their stories. It's not a competition. Um, If we're swamped, I'm not sure if we'll be able to call absolutely everyone back, um, but we will see. Um, We had a really nice amount actually last uh, time and invited everyone to form a kind of community steering group Um, and we might do um, something similar to that. Um, We might well need some volunteers as well for the walk itself to help kind of meet and greet, welcome people, set them off on their way. Um, So there's an opportunity to get involved on that side as well. Um, And of course there's audiences to come and enjoy it, to tell your friends, um, to really put it on so Social media and as something that, that yeah. celebrates an area that most people you know probably wouldn't um, you know come to uh, n- normally it would like we'd like to have a, a, a good set of audiences coming from further afield to, to really experience this from themselves and off the main high street of Luton to it to a you know a lesser-known part but that's um, just as much if not more interesting than, than yes. the main high street
0: yeah, brilliant. No, thank you for sharing all the information. And and Titi Lola, I think we've literally got maybe um maybe 30 seconds. So your your kind of final thoughts. Um this- just call <laughs> just call and take <laughs> it from there yeah. <laughs> no definitely I think that's that's definitely the best thing just just call and share and yeah and I think it's a wonderful opportunity thank you so much um f- uh, to both of you for, for your time today uh for this wonderful project called Museum of Stories um I really really looking forward to all the stories that you know are, are going to come out inshallah um so yes to the listeners please get involved and um, you can always uh, contact um Inspire FM if you need um, any kind of uh, more encouragement i'd say i will definitely for one um be on the lookout for all the information in the meantime please do keep us in your the ours. have a wonderful rest of the week and i will be back with a new show and some new guests very very soon inshallah um take care and assalamualaikum
1: thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspire FM Luton.